0: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Sunny Talk Sports. I'm your host, Sunny Giuliano. It's late Thursday night, and I have with me Paul Clark to talk about the week two NFL games. Holly, glad to be back. It was looking like our week two show might have to be canceled there for a bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, you texted me the other day, said you might not have power to the 22nd. I was like, oh boy, that's bad, bad news. Uh, Irma was a real bitch to you and, you know, I'm, you know, thankful that you guys are okay and everything passed by and, you know, you could live like a, uh, you know, normal human being again. Yeah, we, we lost power at um, about 4.30 the afternoon on Sunday. That that was when it went out for good. We, we'd we been losing it sporadically um, from basically noon till 4.30. It'd go out for three minutes at a time and then come back, and we'd get 20 minutes, and then it'd go out again. So from 4.30 Sunday until about 5 o'clock on Wednesday, we were without power here in Estero. Um, but yeah, that, that basically meant the the majority of the Sunday games I was able to watch. Sunday night, I wasn't able to watch the two Monday night games I wasn't able to watch. So I have a lot of questions for you as to what I missed um, during week one. Apparently, what I uh, based on what I saw tonight, I missed two completely inept offensive teams um and the Texans and Bengals, and those inept offenses were on display tonight. Yeah, I mean, just not good. Um Andy Dalton, it, you know, I, I really – it's hard for me to understand because, you know, watching the Bengals, it looks like they have quite a few weapons. I mean, they have a great tight end. They got a, you know, great receiver in A.J. Green. They have
1: 3 top hot-fire receiver
0: yeah I mean they have three very good running backs and Hill and Giovanni Bernard and now I got Joe Mixon. I mean I I just don't understand how this team could play two games and not have a touchdown I mean it's just hard to believe and you know they're, they're averaging four and a half points a game right now not not good I mean it's just, <laughs> it's, just it's just it's just a bad thing and then tonight on the last play of the game, Andy Dalton set up his offensive lineman to just get Bill Goldberg by JJ J. Watt. That was <laughs> now. Now I I just want to say I I said a lot of nice things about Andy Dalton and Marvin Lewis last week on the pod, and then I immediately retracted them, just moments after I said them on the pod. And I I want to once again retract the good things well, I said, even even though I've said it once. That, that is not a good duo. Um, I argued that that maybe we should be cutting those guys slack. Maybe we should um, not be in a hurry to fire Marvin Lewis, but we we should absolutely be in a hurry to fire Marvin Lewis. I mean, you had, like, hurricane brain last week. I really did. I also also called Marvin Lewis the quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. I wasn't in a good place. No, you were just, you know, your mind was elsewhere. I mean, Understandably so, but you know, I I wasn't really sure who I was talking to for like 20 minutes because I was like, "Wait a minute, what's going on here?" I'm so confused. And then I was like, I re-listened to our podcast, and I was like, "Wait a minute, I'm so still confused." (laughs) Like, I couldn't believe all these like nice things were coming out of your mouth, and then you said you wanted him to play quarterback, and I was like, "Wait a minute, now I'm really confused." Now here's the question: Are we sure that Marvin Lewis isn't playing quarterback for the Bengals, and maybe that's why they've been so bad these first two games? I mean, it it could be. I mean, (laughs) he's he's got a nice head of red red hair. If he did, that's (laughs) pretty impressive. (laughs) Uh, What a disaster last week was with my Bengals praise, and what a disaster they have been. I. I Like I said, I caught bits and pieces of the, the early games on Sunday. And they're just horrible. And tonight they were equally horrible. Um, nine, po- nine points in your first two games of the year? That's what you yeah. put up? And in week three they get a nice present. They get to go to Lambeau to face the Packers. Oh, my God. Does Marvin Lewis make it past week three? Does he, get, I mean, does he get on the plane does he get on the plane to go back to cincinnati he's made it this far I I'm not kicking dirt on him till it's all said and done because <laughs> and amazingly the, the Bengals were favored by 6 points this week it, it's just impossible for me to believe how in the blue hell were they favored by six points this week? I know Houston was not good in Week One. They got routed by Jacksonville at home. But how do you how do you how do you favor the Bengals by six points? I mean, I don't know if you watched any of the Houston game last week, but Macho Man Tom Savage, he had no interest in playing quarterback last week. Like he was just making – he was taking snaps and just standing there waiting to get hit. Like, he almost put Calais Campbell in the Hall of Fame last Sunday. <laughs> like, like it was incredible. And, I mean, I don't know. I I was kind of – I kind of forgot. Do you know who started for Houston tonight? Who got the win? I believe that was your, your man crush, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> it was. It was him who – you know, didn't like the world on fire tonight, but made some big throws and didn't make a hell of a run, about a 50-yard and, touchdown run. And let me tell you the highlight of the game. It wasn't any of the throws. It wasn't the, the long touchdown run. It was the absolute mauling that he survived by Geno Atkins. <laughs> one, one of the hardest hits that I've ever seen a quarterback take in I'm pretty sure if that was like Peyton Manning in his prime that took that, Geno Atkins would already be expelled from the league. He would be expelled, probably in handcuffs in jail right now. Yeah. And yeah that, was, that was borderline assault. Yes. That was that was one of the most impressive hits I've ever seen. And then two plays later, he was running for a 50-yard touchdown. I would have I been that, that, never running Watson, again if I would have got hit like that. I would have <laughs> been right to the hospital sucking my thumb. That's Watson's M.O., though. I mean, he took a beating in those national championship games against Alabama and just kept coming for more. He he obviously is young, and he has a lot of work to do. I mean, he, he needs to improve as a thrower. There are a couple passes that, you know, he threw into double coverage a couple times tonight, and he was off the mark on a couple throws, but – you know, we, we can't identify what exactly, like, the it factor is or all these intangibles that actually matter for quarterbacks, but he has it. He has all of those special intangibles that that will allow him to succeed in the NFL. I have no doubt about it. And, you know, the last drive there, they kicked the field goal to go up 13-9. to nine. He made some big throws to, to DeAndre Hopkins, and I give him credit for just saying, you know what, I have DeAndre Hopkins. I'm just going to throw it to him every time. Get it to my best receiver. Yeah. No, he. I mean, he's gonna go through those rookie growing pains. It's just bound to happen. But he obviously has the has a gift athletically that, that oh. not a lot of guys playing the quarterback position do. So that that's going to help. And you know, he he makes the smart plays late in games. He like you said he recognize the fact that you have a, a stud receiver. You just feed him the ball. He didn't make any plays that killed the Texans tonight, and that was all he had to do. For, for now, he could afford to be a game manager to some degree. Oh, absolutely. And I don't know if you've seen Houston's offensive line or not, but they're beyond atrocious. They weren't doing him any favors. And – as we go on the show i'm going i'm going to go on a little bit of a rant about a few teams offensive lines because i seen some real bad real bad offensive line plays last week well as i told you i'm going to give the floor to you largely for a lot of these games because i need to be clued in on what i missed because i didn't catch a whole lot um, so just for anybody new to the show what we do is we pick the games each week um a new wrinkle this year: What we're going to do instead of doing a cumulative overall record for the year to decide who wins this year-long um, picking challenge, we're going to do a weekly tally. So whoever wins the week will get a point. Um, last week, Paulie won. Paulie was eight and seven against the spread. I was seven and eight, so he had a one-game edge on me. Um, You're in right, you the Raiders. Raiders. I shouldn't have. I, you know, I I was really – there There were some picks that in retrospect I was upset about the Raiders being one of them. Um, I was really proud of the fact that I had the Jets and I got them by a half point. Yeah, that was – you know, I, I thought about that. And as I, told, as I, I saw you. the score, I thought to myself, he said, should the Bills be favored by nine and a half over a <laughs> And the answer is no. They shouldn't be favored by nine and a half. Nine? Nine? Nine is okay, we, and we could definitely get away with eight and a half. Nine and a half. Yeah. That, that's the our limit. The crazy thing was is it actually went down to eight and a half. What's that? It actually went down to eight and a half. Did it really? Yeah. Well, well you want nine. A- I, I won a nine and a half, so that, yes, that was you one of my seven. J-E-I-S. Exactly. <laughs> That's a bad football team. What I gathered, my big takeaway from what I saw week one, and, and just based on what I've read, there are a lot of not good football teams. Not too good. Yeah, there's a few bad ones, that's for sure. My Raiders right, not get, being one of them. No, I actually have a lot to say about your Raiders. They they were one of the, the teams I saw frequently on the red zone. Um, so let's get to the Sunday games. Another team that, surprisingly, I saw frequently on the Red Zone channel, my Chicago Bears, 0-1, visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who did not play last week because of Hurricane Irma. The Bucks are favored by seven. My Bears should have beaten the Falcons last week. Uh, they definitely should have. I mean, we talked about it. I talked about Olivia last week. I mean, they played very well. I was impressed. And uh uh-oh. the most impressive stat, I actually just saw, the Bears middle linebacker Jarrell Freeman played 55 snaps in that game with a torn pectoral muscle. That's a bad dude. I mean... <laughs> Are I'm you serious? I mean, uh, if, it, it doesn't need to be said, but uh, the one of the many things that separates you and I from being a professional football player is the ability to play through pain like that. Case um, <laughs> in point, Deshaun Watson bouncing back after nearly being murdered by Geno Atkins and Jarrell Freeman playing with a torn pectoral, um, neither you nor I are doing that. No, I'm not playing with a torn nail. hangnail is status doubtful yeah status doubtful (laughs) hangnail just put me out I'm not playing if I have any type of pain I'm out but in this game I'm going to take the Bears I'll take the 7 Tampa Bay hasn't played yet Uh, Bears got a game under their belt um I thought the Bears were pretty good last week. They just made a few mistakes. I I like their running game. I think they got two good running backs. And uh, I think they keep this one close. I'm not sure if they win or not, but I'll definitely take the touchdown. So here's where I'm at. Every year I get caught in this trap. Well, every year recently. I get caught in this trap of wanting the Bears to be terrible before the season starts because I want them to bottom out, get a get a good draft pick, get you know get this stuck defensive player, our quarterback of the future, whatever. And then at some point in the season, it's inevitable. I'm going to get sucked into believing that they could actually make a playoff push, and then it doesn't come close to happening. So. In seasons past, after seeing the Bears play the defending NFC champions right down to the wire, and and as I said before, they should have won two two drops on potential game-winning touchdowns with under 30 seconds to play. I am not falling into that trap. The Bears are not going to win this game. I, I think the, if anyone is buying into the Bucks hype, I would say that with this extra week off, with the game being in Tampa. You know, the Tampa is hit by Hurricane Irma to some degree. I think the Bucks are going to be fired up. Um, the Bears, they aren't going to have Jarrell Freeman. Kevin White is out. Their receiving core, just a mess. Like, I, I, I'll i be honest, I love the Chicago Bears. I don't think I could name three active wide receivers right now. Um, that's a problem, especially when your quarterback is Mike Lennon. Yeah, so... So I like the Bucks um but I agree with you. There are there are definitely some things to like about the Bears, especially their running back combo. Tariq Cohen might end up be, being the steal of the two thousand and seventeen draft. Yeah, I was I was impressed with him. Uh you know, that was in the one o'clock slot, so I was, you know, definitely watching the Raiders most of the time, but I did flip to that game quite a bit. And uh every time I flipped it on, it seemed like that dude was making plays like I uh I was like, man, I don't even know who this guy is and I kinda of looked him up a little bit and I was like, geez. Not he bad. Like he, he, he can he's play. a player. Yeah, he's definitely a player. And we have future all pro quarterback Mitchell Trubisky waiting in the wings. We're we're in good shape. Yeah. Definitely. But I am in opposition to you. This is one of three different that we have this week. So again, We're gonna have a clear-cut winner. We still have to figure out what a tiebreaker is gonna be if we if we have like an even amount where we could tie at the end of the week. But for now, we'll we'll leave that a mystery. Next up, the 0-1 Cleveland Browns visiting the 1-0 Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are favored by nine. So before tonight, before tonight's game, I, I wondered how much of last week's ravens bengals game? Was the Ravens actually being good, and how much was the Bengals being terrible? Um, And now I actually have to feel like a great deal of that is probably that the Bengals are terrible. Would you agree, or or am I missing something with the Ravens? Should I be higher on the Ravens than I am? Um, Ravens have a really good defense. Um, The Bengals are obviously not very good, but I mean, they turned Dalton over five times. I believe I mean they they pretty much dominated the game. I'm not real big on Baltimore's offense. I just don't see Cleveland mounting much offense in this game. It's at Baltimore. I'd say the safest play in this game is the under, but I'm yep. gonna say Baltimore. I'm gonna say Baltimore wins this game it's it It's gonna be like sixteen to three type of game i, I got I wasn't real fine about giving the nine because I just don't see Baltimore scoring a lot either. But at home, I, I think, I think Deshaun Kaiser's gonna have, uh, a tough day, you know, on the road, his first start on the road, and it's, I guess, a pretty ferocious defense, so I'm gonna take the Ravens. See, for the exact reason that you said you were worried, that just the fact that the Ravens aren't gonna score a ton, that's why I, I took the nine points and I'm taking the Browns. I thought the bang, the, the Browns were, actually sneaky competent against the Steelers. I mean, you take out that, that blocked punt right at the start of the game, and the Browns are right there. I mean, I thought Kaiser looked steady from what I saw. I looked like he threw some nice yeah. balls. Um, I don't know. I, I think the Browns are definitely trending in the right direction. I don't think that they are one of the seven worst teams that I saw in week one from what I saw. I mean, there there are no they, they, seven teams that are worse than the Browns, right? I mean, it, it's hard to say, but I mean, they, they after week one, I would definitely say there's at least seven teams that are worse than the Browns. But they, I mean, they they play Pittsburgh right down, you know, they they play them right to the wire. I mean, it was twenty one eighteen final, I think, like you said, Pittsburgh yeah. blocked the punt. I mean, Pittsburgh blocked the punt at the beginning of the game. Browns fans got to be thinking, oh, here we go again. You know, I got to be thinking we're just going to get run out of the building. But what y'all got to remember is Pittsburgh. Le'Veon Bell really didn't have a preseason, which you know that's his fault. He didn't come to camp, but he really wasn't himself. I think he had really no. I mean, much. but give Cleveland credit; they they played him really tough. And I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they covered this game at all. But I just I think I think Kyler's going to have a few big turnovers in this game and. And I think it'll be close, but I think Baltimore kind of gets that late touchdown, kind of the surge to the two touchdown win. See, what's funny was I in my head I have it going the exact opposite. I be I see it going like Ravens are up seventeen to seven, and the Bengals get that that one field goal late to try to make it a one possession game, and it ends up seventeen to ten. Well, that'd be uh, real thing see, considering that they're playing the Browns. Did I say the Bengals? <laughs> Man, I think the Bengals are your new favorite team. Oh, they're haunting me. They really are. Their, their initials are both CB. What am I supposed to do with that? I, I don't care. I'm editing that out this week. I did, I left it in last week for laughs. If I keep it in this time around, people are going to just say, okay, this kid doesn't know what he's talking about. (laughs) Oh, Uh, So the first two were different on? First two were different on. I have Cleveland and Tampa Bay. You have Chicago and Baltimore. Uh, And I have a feeling I know what other game we're different on, but we'll we'll move on. Hmm. I, I, I... I would be willing to guess that you don't know. Really? Tell tell me which one you think it is, and I'll tell you if that's the case. I think you picked a giant. Well, I guess you know me better than I thought you did. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Should we just go to that one? Lion's yeah. giant? Get, get all the ones out of the way that we, we disagreed yeah, on? I mean, How did I you mean, know? We I just had a, I just, I know, I just had a, you know, looking at the other games, I figured that it had to be that one. Were well, the Giants as bad as it, as the box score looked like they were? But I'm going to tell you this: the Giants crossed their own 35 yard line once the entire game. That's a problem. That that kind of yeah. makes me feel that kind of makes me feel like I shouldn't pick the Giants. And that is one of the teams that I really had to talk about because their offensive line is a serious problem. Like, I heard all week, I mean, I, mean, I know Beckham didn't play, and he's their best player, but I don't care. He Eli Manning may get killed this season. That's how bad their offensive line is. Because <laughs> Dallas doesn't have the 85 Bears defense, and it looked like right. the 85 Bears the other night. Like, when you don't cross your – I mean, the 35-yard line? That wait, wait, like, wait, hold on. They had three points, right? Yes. That, they had one so they drive had in the second, One time? The first drive of the second half, they had the ball 10 minutes and kicked a field goal from the eight-yard line. And that, oh, was their own, that was their only drive that they went over their own thirty-five yard line. Gotta love that ball but control offense, though. It was horrible. <laughs> like it was, it, it was horrible. Like you thought tonight's game was bad to watch. That was, I mean, when you're looking forward to a game all day, like thinking, man, this Giants-Dallas game is going to be a really good game tonight, and then you got that. Like Dallas just totally kicked their ass. Like it was, it was painful. And you know, pe- people could say what they want. Eli Manning is not a good quarterback. I, I know people probably think I'm crazy and this and that, but I got a pass on that guy. Uh, he he does. That. He does. He does have a a knack of playing some maddeningly poor games. I mean. If it wasn't for them two playoff runs, which, God bless him, I mean, he was, you know, got the Giants two Super Bowl championships, but, I mean. And I mean, hold it, it. We'll, we'll, let's let's be clear about something, though. He got two miraculous he, catches he, in them games. He, he had, yeah, 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 two miraculous catches, and it's not even like you went on the kind of run that Joe Flacco went on and... What was that twenty twelve or two thousand thirteen? Has he just dominating? I mean, they they scored what twenty one and seventeen points in those two Super Bowls over the the Patriots. Like, it's not like he outgunned Tom Brady in those games. They there were low scoring games, and he made a couple big throws. He the the helmet catch play where he got out of all that traffic. He, like that was a good play, but. It's not like he was never John Elway out there. Like I say this, if you go back to that draft with him and Rivers and Roethlisberger, like to me he's the third best out of them and it's not even close. Sure. And what's funny is I think a lot of people would say Rivers was the third best. And I think Rivers is the best and it's not even close. I think there's a legitimate discussion to have about him or Roethlisberger. I'll say that. I think those two are decidedly better than Eli. Let me ask you this: but How how good would Philip Rivers look throwing to Antonio Brown and handing off to Le'Veon Bell? You're right. You're definitely right. I, and, and that would be the case to make for for Rivers and and Roethlisberger that first Super Bowl. That they, you know, when they beat Seattle, he was not good in that game. Um, no, no. I, I thought he played. He played a good game against Arizona, but I don't know. I, I think there's more of a discussion to be had about Roethlisberger or Rivers than there is Eli and either of those two. Yes, I I can definitely agree with that. But but anyway, I I you know I had the Giants. I think I have them, had them very overrated last week. I know it's only one game. Yeah, you picked them to beat the Cowboys. That was one of the ones that you got wrong that we were head-to-head on. I mean, I I picked them to win the division, I think, and they can't block. Like, I don't care how good their defense is. If they're on the field the entire game, they just can't win. Like, I had to take Detroit in this game just for the fact of, (laughs) I can't pick Eli Manning. I just can't. I can't do it. <laughs> After what I saw last week, that offense was horrible. Um, I don't give it long before Brandon Marshall is, you know, a big headache in the locker room because I think he was targeted maybe twice the whole game. They have no running game whatsoever. So giving Matt Stafford and Alliance to go on the road is not only to cover but to win outright. The one and Buffalo Bills visiting the one and Carolina Panthers. Carolina favored by seven. I'm back. I couldn't. I lost you there for a little bit, bud. Oh yeah. Yeah. When you started talking about the game, I I was totally gone. Huh. I'll do my best to try to edit that out. <laughs> I, I basically just said we'll move on to to Bills and Panthers. Bills, okay. Buffalo Bills, 1-0. Carolina Panthers, 1-0. Panthers are favored by 7. Kind of seems like the Panthers were a little floppy their win against the 49ers. Every rumbling that Cam didn't look too good. I gotta tell you, I I was real close to picking the Bills in this game, plus the 7. Wasn't impressed with Carolina at all. Uh, Cam did not look great. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I just went with Carolina at home. Not real confident about it. I'm really not. But it was just hard for me to take the Bills on the road. I just figured this is a tough spot. And the Bills weren't really impressive last week either. Yeah, I, you know, they, they both, they both got wins. They, I didn't see or hear anything that indicated that I should be too excited about either of these teams, and I was kind of in the same boat with you. I worried that that maybe seven was too much, but I don't know. I, I went with the Panthers. I, I could see this game going either way, though. Um, the Bills sitting alone in first place in the AFC East, that it has to be exciting for everyone back home. Yeah, I mean, obviously they're getting their playoff tickets and, uh, they're ready to go to the Super Bowl. I would expect nothing less than the fine people of Western New York. Yeah, absolutely. Well, since we we have all the games the same moving forward, um, we can kind of just breeze through who we're picking and whatnot. Um, you can just maybe give me the heads up on what, noteworthy events happened in any of these games that sound good to you okay yeah that's good so we have the arizona cardinals 0-1 visiting (laughs) the indianapolis colts 0-1 the cardinals on the road favored by seven we both have the cardinals um i was high on the cardinals before the year i thought that they were going to make the playoffs and now with no david johnson and Carson Palmer looking like a real problem seems like that's a big trouble for the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, the Cardinals looked old last week. Um, You know, they're just an old football team on offense. You know, they had David Johnson, who, you know, got hurt. He's out for a while. But, I mean, what I I really hope people realize now is how good Andrew Luck is because he had this Colts team in the playoff run every year with a real bad roster. I mean, right now they're the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not even close, and you know uh, he he caught a lot of flack for for a lot of things. I mean he had a he had a team in the AFC Championship game a few years back that roster really was comparable to this roster. So, I mean, you know I really hope people realize you know what a great quarterback he is because that's a that's a bad team. I will take Arizona minus a seven again. Not real crazy about it because I would imagine the Colts will start Jacoby Colby Brissett this week, which I think is an upgrade from Scott Tolzien, but just they're, they're just it's definitely not it's definitely not a downgrade. No, I mean it, it's just it, it, the, the the schedule makers didn't do Arizona no favors. I mean back to back East Coast trips are terrible on the East Coast to begin with. I mean, all indications really point to say you should bet Indy, but Indy was so bad last week that the Cardinals are a seven-point favorite. So, I I imagine that this line will will shift if we get word that Jacoby Brissett is starting. This line has to reflect the fact that that they haven't definitely made that that change from Tolzien to Brissett, though, right? Uh, you would think. That guy's the worst. <laughs> not very good. Not very. Really, good. I mean, was there was there a worse starting quarterback last week than Scott Malley? No. Oh no, no, no. He was one. Eli Manning was two. <laughs> I, I I meant more from like not only play on the field but career success. Oh yeah, as oh. well. Yeah, he, Scott Tolzien was a runaway winner there. <laughs> wow. Well, we'll stay in the the AFC South. We have the the AFC South leading Jacksonville Jaguars hosting the Tennessee Titans. The Titans 0 and 1, and the Titans are favored by a point and a half. We both like the Titans. I think that's going to be a, a, another close game. Jacksonville's defense looked pretty good. Um Ford net. Jayno, they just he went hard, man. Four, yeah. They just pounded the rock with four net. And, uh, you know, I, I really went back and forth on this game. But in the end, I, I just think Tennessee's got a better roster. So I took the Titans minus the point Yeah, and same here. That was my thought process. I, I really tried hard to talk myself into Jacksonville maybe overachieving this year and maybe just because that division is is so shaky and the Texans have a a rookie quarterback and you know the Titans might not be there yet and the Colts have well the Colts have an Andrew Luck problem and that Luck isn't starting right. maybe the Jags maybe the Jags overachieve and they get to nine and seven and win the division and you know, maybe that'll happen. Let me ask you this. Who do you think is more likely to make the playoffs, the Jags or the Rams? Wow. That's a very good question. I would have to check both their schedules out because, whew, man, that's that's a really good question. Can we can we live in a world where both of those teams make the playoffs this year? But like I said, there there are a lot of not good football teams. And there are probably going to be at least one, maybe two teams in each conference that make the playoffs that are just average.
1: You yeah. you figure
0: the I mean, Jacksonville's gonna be playing a last place schedule, the Rams were third in that division last year, so they'll be playing a third-place schedule. Like, they could catch some favorable breaks of the schedule, both of these teams. Like, maybe they just both end up 9-7 and seven getting in the playoffs just because there are, like, eight good teams in the league, and then it's just going to come down to who is the least crappy. Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. That really is a good question. Well here, let's break down the schedules. Let, let me try to, I'll try to pull this up and see who's more favorable. Because now I'm actually intrigued. I am just trying to come up with points of ways I could lead this conversation since I have no actual knowledge of anything that happened in week one. And I came up with this hypothetical and now I actually want to know who it is more likely. I mean yeah. So the, the the Rams they beat Indy week one, they have Washington this week and and they both like the Rams. Yeah. They're at San Francisco next week. That's winnable. Yep. Oh, that's, State a, State a, nice that's a that's a that's the like State Night football game. That one's gonna be a yeah. dandy. Yep. Real excited. My my goodness uh then they're at you might Dallas. think I'm crazy you might think i'm crazy though i, I don't mind watching this Rams team play they got a they got a very good defense, yeah, and their offense actually has some weapons no they they're have, they're definitely they're definitely worse teams to watch than them they they probably are in the bottom ten no, definitely not so yeah. they got,
1: they, this they is got a, that is a to pretty Cowboy. tough schedule,
0: yeah. Okay, so they're going to be three and one. Seattle week five, at Jacksonville, home for Seattle week five. That's winnable. I'm going to say they win that game. Seattle, so I, I have, I have an, I have a rant about Seattle, but we'll do that when I get to them. Okay. At Jacksonville, week six, that game might end up. Wow. this that game might end up deciding who who uh, makes the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Home for Arizona, week seven, then a bye week. One we that game. So, what are we looking at five and two? Five and two. Four five and three. Two yeah, maybe maybe four maybe. and three, five and two, and possibly. I mean. Not far-fetched, they could be six and one. Only lost being to Dallas. Yeah, not far. Not, I far don't fetched, know. not far-fetched. They could be three and four, four and three, five and two, or six and one. I wouldn't be surprised with any of them.
1: I really yeah. would.
0: You, you never, you, you never know what you're going to get with Jared Goff at this point. He didn't um, look bad last week. Granted, I know No, they were playing. no he didn't. I, I know they were playing, you know, Alexander, but <laughs> actually, actually, I shouldn't say that because Alexander this year might be better than the Colts. Yeah. <laughs> for for anyone who who isn't up to date on Genesee Region high school football, <laughs> uh, Alexander Alexander Central School is a perennially not very good high school football team in the Genesee region? Is that a fair way to put it? By far the best team in the league this year. <laughs> yeah? But yeah. on average, on average, they're a below average. Yeah, last year they won GR the football the title, team. and this year they're very good. So, Alexander okay. was a bad... Alexander was a bad uh, statement, I should say. Maybe Holly. How about that? Holly? Okay. I, Holly, yeah. Holly for sure. Yeah. So... Four and we'll say four and three, five and two, most likely yeah. one of those two at the bye week. Yep. Then they're then they're at the Giants. Probably going to I know play. I know they Oh, you're saying they're gonna lose. I thought for sure you'd go against Eli. Well, and I'm gonna say this. Eli is gonna get his ass whipped in that game because they ran the <laughs> defensive front will get after him in that game. <laughs> 'Cause that Aaron opposite. Aaron Donald is gonna terrorize Eli Manning. Oh. i I'm, I'm gonna tell you what. <laughs> Whoever their backup is, better get that chicken wing ready for that game because I might get maxed out. Uh, I wish it was still Jared Lorenzen. Oh, I love that guy. <laughs> uh, then, then the Texans at home at Minnesota, home against New Orleans, at Arizona, um, home for Philadelphia. At Seattle, at Tennessee, home for San Francisco. They could get to nine wins. Definitely could get to nine wins. Jacksonville, they got Tennessee this week. That one's up in the air. They could win that game. They've got the London game against Baltimore week three. You never know what you're going to get with that game. That game is always wonky. Yes. At the Jets, that's a win. At the Steelers, week five, that's a loss. Home for the Rams, we we were unsure about that one. At Indy, that's probably a win as long as luck isn't playing. Then their bye week is week eight. Home for Cincinnati, home for the Chargers. At Cleveland, at Arizona are the next four. They probably split those? Maybe three and one? Yeah. I tell you what, I gotta give Jacksonville a little bit of an edge just due to the schedule. Yeah. Yeah. It is funny, though, because those two divisions play each other, the NFC West and the AFC South, so they they are playing a lot of similar teams, the Ramsey Jacks. Yep, that's good. Anyway, um, we both like the Titans in this one. Was that the one we left off on? Yeah. We, yeah, we both like the Titans. We both like the Rams. We'll get that one out of the way. The Rams are favored by two and a half at home against the Redskins, and we both like the Rams. Next up, probably the, the best early game on Sunday afternoon, the 1-0 and Philadelphia Eagles visiting the 1-0 and Kansas City Chiefs the Chiefs are favored by five and a half points. And I got to say, I feel very stupid for doubting Kansas City after years of defending them and wondering if maybe their ceiling was actually higher than we realized. I went against them last week. I, I said that they weren't going to make the playoffs. And now here they are with with gunslinger Alex Smith at the helm and all kinds of weapons, and they look good. They look phenomenal. Um I think it was a little bit of both. I, I'm not real sure what was going on with New England on last Thursday night, but, I mean, Kansas City just had guys running wide open. Like, it was really weird. Um, Kareem Hunt looked like Marshall Falk. Um, weird. We- Can I just – I just got to say something. Cause it just, I thought about it last week when you said it, when you said something. And now you, you did it this week. Whenever you talk about a, a bad defense and the success that a player has against them, you always reference an old player. <laughs> and I think in the, the entire history of our, us doing NFL podcasts, you've never reused a player that, that somebody looked like. Last week you went with Gail Sayers. I forget who you said made someone look like Gail Sayers. And then this week you went with Marshall Falk. And I got to say, that's one of my favorite things about doing the pod with you is every week you come armed with with a new player that somebody in the NFL today looks like. And thank you. Thank you is what I'm saying. Thank you for those awesome comparisons. All right. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) I I struggle this game in a way because I think Kansas City's I'm going to come down a little bit this week, but it's a trap at a, game. yeah, yeah. At home. A lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of praise coming in. Yeah. They're being hailed as the new Super Bowl favorites. Definitely a trap game. Yeah, um, at home. And I, I just, I think they could win by a touchdown, but I think it'll be close. Yeah, like I said, I think this is probably the best of the early games on on Sunday. I'm looking forward to this one. Um, not having Eric Berry for the year is going to hurt. Big, big. Oh. That, that was really big. He, he basically single-handedly took Gronk out of that game on Thursday night. Um, and, you know, Philadelphia, I think there's reason to be optimistic if you're an Eagles fan, especially seeing how poor the Giants looked. The the Eagles are definitely going to be the team, if anyone in the NFC does it, to give Dallas a run for their money. Um, it seemed like Carson Wentz looked good; he had a nice game, and they took care of business against the Redskins. I, I think this will be competitive, but ultimately, I, I like—I am surprised with how much I like Kansas City's offense. It looked like they opened it up a little more. They that Hill, Hunt, and Kelsey trio that. Might be as good as as any other trio in the league. I mean, we talked about Bell and Brown and Bryant, the the three Bs in Pittsburgh, being the best trio in the league last week. But you know, th- this trio ain't too shabby. No, no, it's definitely not. Um, they they got some weapons, and and uh, they, they look good. That'll be a fun one. Yeah. All right, next up, the 0-1 New England Patriots visiting the 0-1 New Orleans Saints. I don't think there's any reason for Patriots fans to worry, right? I mean, I've seen some articles online that seem crazy, and people are calling for Garoppolo to start in New England over Brady. Like, it's all overreaction, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean it's I I don't know. New England just didn't look like New England to me last week, but I mean Brady didn't play great, but I just thought they weren't great as a team. You know, I right. I, I mean losing Edelman I think was a bigger deal than a lot of people thought, including myself. Um to yep. me, Gronk. Gronk really didn't look like Gronk. Like I know, yeah, he's a was, great player, but he he didn't he looked a little slow. He doesn't uh, move like he used to, and you know I know Belichick's gonna fix it, but that defense is a problem right now because yeah it, it, they were not good last week. They couldn't stop the run, they couldn't stop the pass, and that's that's really not like New England. But you know, in this spot, to me, if they're gonna be New England, they're gonna come out and really play a good game. And New Orleans defense is just not good. I think New Orleans probably get some points on them, but in the end, it's just going to be too much New England offense, and I picked the Patriots to cover. Yeah, we both had the Patriots. I don't know if I said it before. The Patriots were favored by six and a half on the road. Um, if there were concerns about Brady and the Patriots offense, which I don't think those concerns are as big as what happened to their defense when they're really I mean, exposed. I think they scored 27 points. I mean, yeah, yeah. terrible. I mean, it's... No, and, you know, Brady missed some throws that were uncharacteristic for him, but, you know, as you said, Edelman is out for the year. Amendola got knocked out of that game. Gronk doesn't look totally right, but, you know, I think they write the ship this week that in the Dome in New Orleans against a really bad Saints defense. Who, who did the Saints defense make Sam Bradford look like? That's what I wonder. <laughs> Sam, Bradford was sl- Sam Bradford was slinging the hatch like Joe Seisman the other day. <laughs> oh, man. If he just would have had the one-bar face mask, it would have been it would have been that, perfect. That's fantastic. Well, let's move on to Sam Bradford. The one and zero Minnesota Vikings visiting the one and zero Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers favored by five. Um, I, I don't see Pittsburgh being as sloppy this week as they were against the Browns, and this is going to be a better Vikings defense than they saw last week against Cleveland. But I, I still think. They win by at least a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, at home, um, Minnesota coming in on a short week, playing Monday night. Um, I, I just think it's a tough spot for the Vikings. I think they keep it close maybe for a while. But uh, Le'Veon Bell have his feet under him a little more this week, and he'll be a lot better. And what an impressive stat last week. Antonio Bryant was targeted 11 times, and he had 11 catches. I mean, that's under- how impressive. yeah, so i mean i I think the Steel, like you said though they'll, they'll be a little sharper this week, and you know coming out at home i I think they'll be a lot more focused And uh i I think they' beat Minnesota you know, at home and get the cover. I agree, um, let's see who we have left. We've been skipping around here a little bit, um, we both have the chargers at home playing the dolphins. Um, Chargers are favored by four. We both like the LA Chargers and their Los Angeles debut. Um, we both have the Cowboys favored by two and a half on the road in Denver. I was kind of surprised by this line. I thought maybe a little more respect for, for Denver playing at home after, after winning in week one. Uh, yeah, in a way, yes, but in a way, you know, Denver's defense is built to rush the passer. Um I think Dallas's offensive line is just gonna maul them up front and they're gonna get a yeah. heavy dose. I think Zeke's gonna be doing a lot of eating on Sunday. And uh I, I don't know. I, I just think it's a bad matchup for Denver. No, I agree. I, I like the Cowboys. I mean we're we're in the same boat there. I I, I guess I was No, the, I know what second. you're saying. I, I I actually thought the line might be pick or even Denver favored by yeah. It at yeah. home. But, yeah, I, I think with with a line like it is, I, I think it's kind of – I think Las Vegas is trying to bait people into batting Denver. And usually when they have a case, the other team wins fairly easy. All right. We we both had the Seahawks at home over the 49ers. Seahawks favored by 14. I I think there are concerns about Seattle. They were one of the teams that I heard their offensive line did oh. not show up. I got to tell you, I, I almost picked San Francisco in this game just for that fact. This, is, this team is, like, if they had if they didn't have a mobile quarterback, I mean, this guy was running around all day. They have no running game whatsoever. Uh, there's major, major concerns in Seattle with that offensive line. I mean, I, <laughs> last week I was praising them. I had it as my Super Bowl pick. ticket. Right now, same. I think I would take a I would take a heavy pass on them going to the Super Bowl with that offensive line. Yeah, that that's what I had heard. Um you know, and it's not like they have a ton of weapons offensively either. No, I mean they don't. They're receiving. And, and not that not that not that that's a cure all for a bad offensive line, but it definitely helps. It. Russell Wilson, if he's running for his life, it's not like he has a an all-pro stud on the outside to to look down the field at. And, and what's bad is that that read and the play action. The play action doesn't work when you can't run the ball. If the team's right. not worried about you running the ball. A play action pass doesn't do. No not going to work. Right. But San Francisco is, you know, very not very good at all last week. And to me, if Seattle is going to be the team that I think they can be, they got to pull them out at home. Yep. All right. That leaves your Oakland Raiders 1-0, hosting the 0-1 New York Jets. Raiders are favored by 13. We both like Oakland. I think your team might be really, really good. <laughs> um. I was very impressed last week. You know, going in, I was, you know, a little worried about the defense. I thought Tennessee would be able to run the ball. DeMarco Murray's longest run of the day was seven yards, which made me extremely happy. Um, their offense, uh they needed a touchdown to seal the game late, and Carr just, you know, dissected them down the field and, and scored a touchdown. And if we're going to talk about um teams with, you know, the the most weapons, you know, the, the Raiders are right up there with, with Tarr and Cooper and Crabtree and Cook and Marshawn Lynch because, let me tell you, Beast Mode was back in full effect last week because he was running some folks over. As was the case before he retired. He runs hard. He runs hard. And, and now it was an aspect of their offense last year that that wasn't always there. You couldn't – I mean, they didn't have the name. You they, they couldn't always count on their running game to to carry their offense third certainly some games were they were heavy with the run and that was a big reason why car and the you know their passing game was so effective but if he, if Marshawn Lynch continues to resemble peak Marshawn Lynch I mean maybe that that one year layoff not taking that beating Will will prove to be very helpful in the long run because and he looked I think he looked damn good retired. He only played like seven games a year. Yeah, he retired too. So uh, no, not having not having those miles on him, that, that's gonna beneficial for sure. And he it showed. In week and one. they don't they don't abuse him with carries. I mean, mm-hmm. no, they they spot him. I mean, he plays and then uh, you know. They'll play two or three possessions and then they'll get a possession or two off. And, uh, it, you know, Raiders got a lot of, I mean, Cordell Patterson and Seth Roberts, um, Cooper and Crabtree and Cook, and they, they're just, <laughs> with their offensive line, I've, I was super, super happy with the way they looked. I thought that game was going to be a very tough game, and there wasn't one moment of it where I was wondering no. where they were going to lose. They outclassed them, and how good was Tony Romo as a color commentator? Fantastic. I, I was telling Uncle, Joe, I was telling Uncle Joe, I said, you know, it was kind of fun listening to Romo calling, like just calling, he was calling the plays. Yeah, like. And, like, the Raiders ran the ball on third, and four, one time, and they ran it and got – it was, like, fourth and one. He's like, well, you know they're going for it because if you run it on third and four, they definitely yeah. told the offensive coordinator that you got two downs to get the first down. <laughs> and yeah. then the Raiders went for it. I mean, it was just – he was spot on. I mean, he, it was nice. He, he, everything he called out. Like every time he would call, like a defense was blitzing, they came from yeah. the exact spot that he would, he called, but it was, it was it was pretty impressive. No, he was really good. All right, last up, Sunday night football, game of the week, the one and Green Bay Packers visiting the one and Atlanta Falcons. Falcons favored by three. Rematch of last year's NFC championship game. Where the Falcons' offense was completely unstoppable, and we will um, like Green Bay. Yeah, I I was impressed with Green Bay. I, I thought their I thought their defense was what really impressed me. I know you know Seattle's offensive line's bad, and like you know they're opening a new stadium in Atlanta, and this is this is going to be tough. But to me, Atlanta's offense really didn't look great last week. Um, I know they'll be better at home. But well, looked really good last week. He was he was money, making a lot of big throws. And have you ever seen a guy, a quarterback, catch people with 12 guys on the field or get people to jump off sides more than him? I mean, it's just incredible. He was just incredible. I, I was saying his praises all last year during the playoffs. And that's why I picked Green Bay to beat Atlanta in the NFC Championship game. And I was proven wrong, but I'll... I'll run that back. I think based on what I heard about how Green Bay looked against Seattle and based on what I saw um, from Atlanta against the Bears, which was – it was not great. And I'm sure that that was, you know, week one you're on the road. You don't really know what to expect. You know, expectations for what the Bears were going to bring were probably not high. Um, I think they'll be better in their home opener, but I agree with you. I – I think if we're power ranking the 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 league at this point, the Packers are right up there, your Raiders are probably right up there. Would would you say that those are the top two teams in the league through through one week? I mean, that's way early and stupid to yeah. rank uh, after I after mean, one week. After one week I would say the top four are definitely uh Oakland, Green Bay, Kansas City and Dallas. Yeah. From what makes I makes sense. From what I saw, um, you know, and I'm not definitely saying in that order. I'm just saying that out of the, out From of every four I saw, I thought those four teams were the most impressive. Sounds all right. So, we'll run it back. Um, our three games that are different Chicago at Tampa, you have Chicago, I have Tampa. Cleveland at Baltimore. I have Cleveland, you have Baltimore, and then Monday night the Detroit Lions at the New York Giants. I have the Giants, you have the Lions, um, and you are up one week to zero. Um, we'll wrap this part up, the week two picks. Um, we'll be back every week to pick all the games on the schedule, talk about what's going on in the NFL. Uh, Paulie, thanks for joining. Thank you for having me. So we'll continue this to a part two. This will probably be posted on a different day than the NFL picks. Um, if you want to listen to Pauly and I talk about being uh, way too passionate sports fans and talking about some of our worst sports losses, check back sometime next week and uh, hear, us, hear us relive some of our worst moments. Until then, until next time, until week three, this has been Sunny Talk Sports.